Thank you for listening to the Troy Podcast, where we promote, educate, inspire, and entertain creators of all things related to fantasy and science fiction. Hi, this is Carson with Troy, and I have with me Jay Caleb, as in Jay Caleb Designs. Jake, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to get on with me today. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, Jake with Jake Hub Designs. Uh, I'm a full-time book cover designer, focusing mostly on uh, fantasy, sci-fi, and urban fantasy uh, book covers. I've been doing it for about eight years. I've been doing full-time for, actually, right now is my fifth year anniversary. Like, right now, July 1st is, is my fifth year being full-time. Um, so, uh, it's been going good. That's what I, you know, that's what I do day in and day out. Congratulations on the anniversary. So how did you get started in book cover designs? Well, man, a long time ago when I was in college, uh, I used to read a lot of fantasy and I saw, I, I started paying attention. I was in graphic design. So I paid attention to the covers that I was buying books for. And I just really liked the art. And I remember telling the, the girl that I was dating at the time that I wanted to be a book cover designer. I had no idea how that would ever come to be. Um, I'm from a very small town. I was going to college in a very small town. And then um, I, I graduated college, went to work at a very, very small print shop doing business cards and forms and envelopes and booklets for, you know, local lawnmower people and local, you know, uh, manufacturers and just, you know, really kind of boring, tedious work mostly. But uh, I got, I, I randomly stumbled upon some logo design contests one time and uh, a long time ago. And then from there found book cover contests. So I started with book cover contests, which I'm not a big fan of now, but they did help launch my career. Um, I started doing those because I didn't have it, you know, just me and my wife didn't have any plans in the evenings. And I thought, well, if I can, you know, win one of a, a, a month, that's a, that's, a, that's a few hundred extra bucks than I had. So, you know, so I started doing that. And from there, I got one client, got two clients. And then, you know, after about uh, three years of doing it, I got to the point where I, you know, had to decide whether to quit my job or to quit doing book cover design or at least scale it back tremendously because I was working eight to five and then coming home and working from 10 to two. And so, and, uh, and that, that, that kind of runs out quick. And I had, I had twins at about the same time. And so I kind of had to make a, you know, time, time choice as far as what I was going to do. And so I went ahead and, you know, kind of bit the bullet and uh, took the jump to, to work for myself. And it's been, I mean, it's, it's been the best move I've, I've ever made. I've been super blessed with, you know, good clients, good work, constant work. I mean, I, I, I said, I've, I've been real blessed with that. So it's been good. That's, that's awesome. That's a great story. You know, kids uh, bring a, a time element to it. And with twins, I'm sure they just ups it. I don't, I have three boys, but I don't, they're not twins. So, how right. do, so I know, I know, you know, life goes through phases and in that phase of your life, um, how are you able to maintain balance? I mean, you're working from eight to five, working from 10 to two doing covers. Like how, how are you able to, to stay sane during that time? It's hard to go back and think about that. Cause like now working from 10 to two, like flattens me and I'm 36 now. So you told me roll back, you know, five years or so when that, when that started, I was a bit younger, less gray in my beard and, you know, a bit more life, live in my step. And, uh, so I guess I just, I, I just handled it like that you know i just i just did it you know the girls we'd put the girls down to go to bed i had twin daughters and so we'd put them to bed about nine and um you know i'd hang out for about an hour and then go to work and work from 10 like i said 10 to 2 10 to 1 something like that in the morning and then get up and take my daughters to my mom's house for for uh babysitting and then go to work and i just did it man like to, i mean I, you know just i just got in i guess because i didn't think i had a choice i just had to do 
uh, I had to do it, you know. And so, I, so I just, I, it's hard for me to reflect on that time uh, as far as how I got through it. But, you know, I just put in the work and got done, you know. No, and sometimes that's what it takes. I mean, for anybody that's listening to this that wants to become an artist or a game designer or an author or, or whatever, a uh, leather worker, whatever you want to do, like sometimes you just have to do it um, and just not think about it. Like you said, I, I'm sure it was, it was rough on you and, you know, it came to a point where you had to make a decision of what you wanted to do. But sometimes if you have a dream and you have a goal, you just have to do it no matter what. And so this is this is a great example yeah. of that. So that's so, it, you know, and. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, if you want to branch out doing something your own, you know, you can take this huge risk and just quit and start fresh and start from scratch, you know, from day one. And, you know, as far as like not having, not having grown your business slowly, but I mean, for me, I grew it slowly. I saw how it developed. I was able to kind of roll with it, you know, and I built it to where it got to, I never thought I could be full-time cover designer because doing the math in my head, you know, I was like, well, I charge this much. And for me to make what I'm making in my salary at the print shop, which was not very high, uh i mean it was just, it was just about it was a little bit above the poverty level but you know for me to even make that salary i had to do you know in my mind i'm like i can't do this many covers in a year and so uh, and i didn't have and i didn't have that many clients at that time and so so you know it was a, it was a risk and but i had built it to the point where it was enough to support me in terms of you know i can i can survive on a lower income for a while if i have to and that kind of stuff you know um, and also one of the, one of my fallbacks was I had met so many people through my job at the print shop for 10 years. I knew I could get a job if I had to find one, if it fell through within like month number two or three, and we were struggling real bad. I knew I had enough contacts to reach out and go, you know, and go work for, you know, some, you know, random company. I had enough people to, I had enough friends to where I could do that. I know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it starts slow and you got to put in that work at nighttime. And that's what, you know, that's what, that's the only time you have free if you have a full-time job. And so, you know, I thought, well, I can watch Netflix or I can work and see, you know, where this leads me. And, you know, it led me to where I'm at now. So that's awesome story. So what kind of got you into fantasy and science fiction? You said you were reading, you know, those books, but what what got you into that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I grew I grew up as an, as an artist, um, just drawing, you know, just redrawing comic book covers and that kind of stuff. You know, I was a big fan of the Incredible Hulk and you can probably see in my my wall behind me this is I, I, my parents moved out a long time ago and so this is my old bedroom wall and so i drew him on the wall when i was like 12 and um uh whoa, whoa, when you were 12 so, yeah 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 that's fantastic yeah when i was 12 yeah my mom well, they were gonna they were gonna paint the walls and so i asked her if i could draw on the walls and and i already started drawing comic book covers and stuff and she was like yeah if you want to and then we'll just paint over it and so I did it, and she was like, "Well, my, and I drew it. My mama, she, my mom painted it. She's the one that inked it. So I did the drawing, and she did you know, kind of comic book where they have somebody who sketches it out, and then somebody comes in and inks it. My mom come in and painted it behind me. I helped her, but she did the main part of the painting because uh, she—that's where I get my talent from. Um, anyways, and so you know, I did those, and um, I got the, I got really into reading when I was in tenth grade. Uh, I really started reading a whole bunch of fantasy, you know, anything I get my hands on." And from there, I just kept up that love for reading. And like when I was a sophomore in college, like I said, I was at Barnes and Noble one night on a date with the girl. And I just, I saw a book cover by Raymond Swanland. I don't, the author, I have no idea who the author was, but I can remember the book cover. I can find it if, you, if I had to right now, just because I could go to his body of work and, and pull it out. But it was such a, such a moving, you know, just it had movement, it was dynamic, and it looked just so awesome. I wanted to buy the, the book 
based on the cover. And that kind of sparked my thought of, you know, marrying, you know, the two things I love doing, which is, you know, artwork and, and reading. And that kind of, for me, was a, it was the place where they met was, was book cover design. And so, again, like I said, I didn't have any idea that, of that industry or anything. I even reached out to the artist, Raymond Swanland, a long time ago and just told him how much I valued his work and, you know, that he was inspirational and all that kind of stuff. And he wrote me back a nice thing, you know, nice note, but no, no industry secrets on how to get in it, you know. Um, so, uh, but I had to figure all that out on my own, which that's, that's, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, just, it, it, it blossomed from there. When I found out you could do book cover contest, I was like, well, I want to try it. I want to, you know, I'd love to see my work on a book cover somewhere out in the world. You know, that would just be so neat. And so I, I started there and just, just, you know, it, it came from that. So. That's awesome. And now you can see your book covers on Amazon and everybody in the world can see them. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's been it's been awesome to see them, and I I, I have my biggest my biggest goal is to go in is to work for is to work for a, a big 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 publisher, man. Go into like Barnes and Noble and see one of my covers on the on the shelf. I've been into like used bookstores and found my covers that were bought, you know, because I, I do I do you know ninety nine percent of my work is indie publisher or indie author work, which is great. Um, and so I've been to books and used bookstores and stumbled upon my covers, which is always which is like finding a little gem, you know, in 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 in, in the in the haystack there but um but yeah going in and seeing my work at a big 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 name store would, would be the you know in my world but the pinnacle of my career kind of thing I've, I've made it you know yeah that would be awesome to see one of my books on a barnes and noble bookshelf <laughs> yeah yeah no that'd be cool so uh talking about different phases so what's a what's life like now i mean what's a typical day in in jake's life uh get up uh get up and you know you and start start work with my covers i have my my google spreadsheet that has like all the i do a lot of I, my, my workflow right now is um i do render based uh, render based covers so it's a lot of rendering and then take it into photoshop and add the effects paint overs whatever i need to do to kind of you know make the render make me take it from being just the plain render to you know address the nice looking uh cover do it on photoshop send the proof out and then get feedback and just you know adjust my, my covers from there uh so i mean i do that yeah that's kind of the the the, the basic cycle of my my day but i usually batch like i'll have one day where i'm like i do nothing but render setups and then next day i'll be putting all these you know putting all the renders i did into photoshop making you know one two three covers or whatever i can get done in a day and and then go, going and waiting for feedback from them you know my day starts you know on a, on a school day my day starts at eight o'clock but now like during the summer I try to get up like this morning. I got up at five thirty because I wanted to get up and get after it. You know, I, I try to let the I try to control the day instead of letting the day control me. If I get up late, then I'm rushing all day. I feel behind. I feel you know I feel like I'm pressured and I feel like I've missed half the day already. So I try to get up early and get started. Um, and then you know I just work till I work till I, I get tired of it. And usually it's around five or six or seven o'clock. You know, uh, or if my girls come home from from my my mom is my babysitter. If they come home early, then you know I might drop off early, but they stay they they stay down there until about seven or so, and I work till then, and and then uh, wrap it up. So, no, that's that's awesome. Um, usually at the end I ask for like tips and tricks, and somebody is listening. Um, Jake just shared a great tip. Um, let you control the day, not you, the day control you. So yeah. manage your time wisely if you're you're doing this and want to do this full time. So you're working yeah. on multiple pieces at a time. Yeah, I probably have like right now. Uh, hold on, I can tell you, I got uh, let's see, eight eight covers in my queue right now that I'm working on, at various various stages in the in the process. So, um, I'm a bit behind this week. Actually, I'm about to get into it, but 
I got back from vacation on Saturday and my main computer crashed on Sunday. Oh no. And it was, my motherboard went out on it. And so I've had to, uh, it's a Mac. And so I had, so it's kind of just done for, I mean, I can get it fixed, but for the, it's the old Mac. And then for, to get it fixed, it goes, it's going to cost uh, about half as much as to buy a new Mac. And so I've already, I'm, I'm switching to PC anyways, because I have a PC over here and I fought PC for a long time, but this PC uh, that I have had built, um, it's, it's it's been a, a monster, and so I've got another one that I'm actually going to take today to the guy to get put together. And so um, uh, I'll hopefully be back on my work, my, my regular workflow come come next week or whatever. Um, but, yeah, uh, I got eight in right now. I usually finish anywhere from six to seven, maybe eight a week. Um, so it's a, I, I, I crank out a fair bit of covers. That's that's quite a bit of covers a week. That's, yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. what what's the process? Like if I'm a new art, author and come to you, um, do you, what, what do you like? What do you prefer? Do you like, um, just a synopsis of the book? Do you like to, a couple chapters of the book or do you just want the author to be like, Hey, I, I just want this on the cover. Uh, by and large, the synopsis is great. And then a couple lines of details, uh, the, the most complicated covers get into it when an author really wants, you know, they, they want this character here, or we have to have all these characters on the cover or like, there's really, 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 really specific things like, um, it's good to be somewhat specific, you know, character, he wears a, you know, a rain jacket or, 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 or a cape or a cloak or whatever, you know, those kind of specific things you need. But when we start getting into like, I want this guy here, this guy here, this guy turned like this, I need this in the backdrop. This, this has to be over here in the corner. You know, when it gets into that kind of stuff, the cover really starts to go, starts to lose its impact mostly. Um, so usually just with a couple of details for me, anywhere from two sentences to a small paragraph of, of what you're after. I've learned that a lot of authors, uh, like I, I'm, I'm geared for visual, for visuals. Like I, I, I know visuals. I know what makes me get excited about a book cover. Um, and so I, I try to tap into that and, and authors are usually more text-based. So in their heads, they think, oh, this will definitely look good. But then in reality, when you start putting stuff up, scale becomes an issue, perspective can become an issue. And, you know, they don't see those things that I, that I, that I deal with. So it's best to kind of like give me the ball and let me run my route to, to, to get it to where we need to be, you know? Uh, so just a small, small, or just a few bits of information, usually all I need. Right. I mean, as an author and they come to you, you are a professional artist that sells books. Like that's what your cover does. And for people who say that, uh, covers don't sell books, you just gave an example a little while ago of covers selling books and they need to yeah. look good. So, I mean, you've done your homework and done your research. So there has to be some sort of trust in there. Yeah, and I can understand the, uh, the the I can understand the author's point of uh, the, the of not having that trust with somebody they don't know. And so, like, if you're going to look for a book cover artist, I will look at their body of work. And if it's a consistent body of work, like you see multiple projects that look good over a whole bunch of whole range of, of, of stuff, then you can guarantee that 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 cover artist probably deals with authors who are very specific, and probably deals with authors who are just like, here you go, here's my details, go. And, and, and just their skill set will get their skill set set and knowledge will get you where you need to be in terms of a cover. Um, you know, it's kind of like if my if my brakes go out on my truck, I'm probably not going to fix it myself. I'm going to take it to somebody else who, who I can who I know will do a good job and, and, and get the job done. You know, because that's out of my 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 skill set of, of things to do. Um, and so, you know, you have to kind of put that trust out there as an author. And, and I have clients now who when we first started working together, um, they would give me, 
give me a bunch of details. And now we're at the point where they're just like, here, here's this detail. Here's this detail. You go and you, you go and do whatever. Like I got, I, I just finished one proof uh, about two hours ago and I've already got the feedback from it that it's approved. They gave me no details. It was book four and a cover. And they, and, and all they said was this character repeats the cover. You just do whatever looks good. And they gave, you know, so I just got that, came up with the whole entire concept and I even, I even put a title on it. They didn't have a title for it. I titled it and they, they approved the title for it. Oh, wow. You know, so yeah, I mean, you know, so they, they, there's a level I've done, it's for a publisher. So I've done hundreds of covers for this publisher. So, I mean, they know, they know me, they know everything I'm going to do. So they, they just trust you on that point. So as a first time author, it is hard to establish that trust, but look at it from a cover designer's point. I don't want to make a bad cover. Because if I make a bad cover, then your sales will suffer, and therefore you might not make another book. You may, or you, you know, you you may go somewhere else. If I make a good cover, like that's my goal in everything I do, I make a good cover, use profit, then you go, okay, I'm making book number two. I'm gonna go with him again because I got a good cover from him. You know, so you know, some authors I think sometimes think it's a there's an antagonistic part for a cover designer if we're like, no, you should do this or no, you should do that. And really, you know, I've never known a cover artist who's like, you know what, I'm going to do a bad job. But that's, that's, why, that's my goal. That's where I'm setting out. You know, nobody thinks like that. We all want to make covers that, that look good and will work for your genre. And oftentimes we're more keyed into that than, than, a book, than, a, than an author is who's got more of a pigeonhole view into, you know, just their story or just how they think it needs to go, you know. Because um, a lot of times they make the cover for them. They don't make the cover for the consumer. And that's the big, that, that's, there's a gear, there's a gear shift there that the authors don't think about where I try to think about the consumer side of if I'm browsing the aisle, what am I going to see that's going to catch my eye to make me click on your cover to read about your, your, your blurb and, and possibly buy your book. Right. Right. And I'm sure when people come to you, uh, first time authors, I'm sure there's a different relationship between the first and the fourth book to where it's like, like you said before, like, uh, somebody can just say, Hey, I need a cover, do this. And, and they trust you. And is, is that more freeing as a, as a designer to be like, okay, I know, I, I know the consistency of the, the flow of the novels. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I, and most, I, I, and some, some artists don't work like that. Some artists really want the specific, you tell me here, you tell me this, you tell me that, you know, um, but for me, it, it's very freeing because I can try, I can play with angles. I can play with different looks. I can play with all kinds of stuff that, where if I'm given a specific, you know, scene to set up, it often just locks me into doing, doing this, you know, this, this look, this is the way it has to be, you know, and with my skill set, I can make that still look good. Uh, but, you know, if I'm let off my chain, so to speak, then the impact of the cover may end up being a lot more, a lot, a, a lot stronger, you know, as far as it goes. Um, just because I can do, I can, I'm the one that's editing out the artwork, whereas, where somebody else is going by, no, we got to have this in here. We got to have that in there. We got to have this in here. And most of the time, 90% of what you think you got to have in there doesn't have to be in there. Um, you know, it's really about just selling the concept of the spirit of the story, not really about having these super accurate details um, because no one's going to pay attention to those things. And sure, if your character has brown hair, you know, you don't want a blonde character on the cover. Um, you know, so those, that, that kind of stuff, you know, is, is great to have. But some of the things, you know, you just don't you, that you think you need most of the stuff you don't need. So exactly. So so first time author comes to you. Hey, can you do my book? You say yes. You know, they give you a little synopsis. What's the, what's the process after that? Uh, you know, uh, schedule a date uh, for for the start date, and then the start date comes, 
uh, they've given me the details already, or A, or B, they give me the details like the day of or whatever, you know. Usually it's about a five to seven day waiting period before I get the proof out, depending on how busy I am. Uh, and I say business days, because I, I, I work on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, but I don't try to advertise that I do that. Um, so I say business days, so five to seven business days before I get my, my first proof out. And then, you know, it, it's how if they reply back the next day, Depending on the changes, I may make them that same day. I may make them a day later, just depending on how, how much they, uh, how much, uh, how severe or intense they are, you know. And, and most covers start, you know, uh, and take about three weeks maybe to wrap up to completion, uh, depending on you know how it goes. Uh, like the well, you know, back to the one I just done for that publisher, it started it started yesterday and I finished it today. So I mean, it was you know super easy, super fast, but not all of them are like that. So when you when you get all the details and stuff, do you do a quick line drawing and and you know kind of show that to the the client or or do you just go on for a full rendering? Yeah, that's a great question because um, different artists work differently. Like you know, some people will provide you with like super simple you know one to three concepts that are sketched out or whatever. I don't do that. Um, uh, the covers you see on the website that's what that's the proof you get. Like it looks just like that. It looks like it's, the typography is fleshed out. The images fleshed out. All the all the details I think that you've mentioned and that I think need to be in there, I've put in there for you to look at and see if it's, um, you know, what you're looking for as far as it goes. You know, and, and I've had people re look at their stuff and go, you know what, I don't like this cover at all. Let's just step back and punt and do something different. And that's fine if you say that because, I mean, I have four rounds of revision and, you know, the first round can be, I hate this cover, let's do something else. Um, and, and that does happen. It's very rare that that happens but it does happen um you know and so we may go into another concept but very rarely have i had a cover go past like it's rare for me to have a complete wipe and it's even rare for me to have a second complete wipe you know usually usually if there's problems with the first cover they're all apparent and we can just make those we can make the changes we need to even if they are severe and the next cover is usually way more dialed in and sometimes it's the author going oh wait you know i said this you did that but now that i see that i don't like that you know, it's just, you know, that kind of thing. Can, it can't happen. Um, and so, you know, but it, both of those instances are, are super rare. That's amazing that somebody can come to you and it, they basically get a full cover right off the bat. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like, I've not had anybody do this, but you could just take the, my proof and just run and, and never contact me again. And then and, and, and I wouldn't be able to stop. You know, I could file a complaint on Amazon when you when you publish it. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, they're done, you know, when I send it out. You know, and I, I call them unicorns. You know, when I get it, when I get a unicorn, you know, it's great because it super is makes everything go. I'm getting paid faster. I'm getting on to my next covers faster and all that kind of stuff. They are they aren't. I get maybe one a week, maybe uh, from from the batch that I do, you know. So um, and usually it comes again from my that publisher, LMBPN is who is my big my big publisher that I work for. Um, and, and, and a lot of their covers come out to be, you know, uh, either unicorns or like just change this one thing and we're done, you know. So. So most likely one or two changes and that's. Yeah, it's, that's it. That's that's pretty quick turnaround time. Yeah, I I I probably and I have to say the fact that I worked at that print shop in, in, in for ten years, efficiency and expedition or ex expediting was the name of the game. It was how fast can I hack this? How fast can I get this done? How fast can I make this process go? Because everybody that comes in there should have came two weeks ago to get something done. And so you know you're you're you know you're trying to you know play the line of getting money from them, getting paid, getting the job done and, you know, doing a good job and all that kind of stuff. And so it really helped me in my mind, streamline my, my process to where, 
you know, I, I get my render set. And the fact that I've done it now for five years, you know, get in there and get my render set up, get it rendered out, um, and then get in Photoshop, my final my final lightings and tweaks and, and effects and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's get it, the more I can get done, the more I, can, the more I can make in a year. So, you know. No, and anybody that wants to see his designs, he has uh, a plentiful amount on his website at J. Caleb Design. Yeah. Um, have you ever like gotten the synopsis and done the artwork and be like, you know what? I really want to read this book. Like I've just impressed myself. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> like I, uh, I did a, I did a, actually, I, I don't do them anymore because my schedule has gotten to where it's, it's, it's too, it's too, it's too busy. Um, as far as it goes, but I used to do pre-made and, uh, I did a pre-made cover for this just randomly. And, um, and I got it done. I really liked it. And then this, this guy, this publisher bought it and they, it was a, they made a short story compilation for him. And, and I was like, I'm buying that book because, you know, it's got to be good. Uh, it's got to be good. You know, I hope that that works. Did great, you know. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't have it over here right now. I don't know where it's at. It was on my bookshelf, but I think I moved it. But, but yeah, I, I've done I've done it where I'm like, I'm going to read this. I like this. I'd like to have this piece on my shelf just to have the artwork in my hand, you know. So uh, let's go back to your college days. Why did you choose graphic design as your, your major? Uh, I grew up as an artist, you know, drawing comic books and that kind of stuff, comic, you know, pinups from comic books and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I, you know, and it's still, it's still prevalent, the whole idea of, you know, if you're an artist, you can't make any money. And, um, so when I was a junior or so, like I was like, you know, what can I do art wise then make money? And so I found graphic design and amongst my early you know, internet years, which would have been around 2001 and two when the internet was, you know, really, really, really starting to take off and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So I found graphic design and uh, I had never worked in Photoshop or anything. I didn't even know what it was. And, uh, I found this, luckily the school, there's a school that was about 30 minutes down the road, uh, the university of South Carolina. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but mm-hmm. they've got a sister school called the university of Spartanburg. South Carolina Spartanburg, which was like 30 minutes from my house. And they actually had a graphic design uh, course uh, that was just starting out. And so um, I even remember calling and talking to one of the people who would in- eventually be one of my teachers. And she had no idea what the course was even going to be like. She hadn't it had just started. And so I, I was I was like the second or third or, or so, you know, class to go through the whole entire uh, course. But anyways, so, you know, I, 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 that was the way that was the only way I could see I could make money was to be in graphic design and I didn't know anything about it. And luckily when I learned about it, I actually really liked it, you know, and, and really took to it. So. No, I think that gives you an advantage too, because, um, not only do you, you know, know art and what should be on a book cover, but like the typography and stuff, that's, that's yeah. part of what you, you do. So like you can provide a complete package for somebody that wants, um, a book cover, not just, okay, here's the art, but you have to go somewhere else that really yeah. knows, typeface and, and and all that to sell the book yep yep so so yep. that's another advantage um that you that you have maybe over some others that that want to do this yeah it, it is and you know i, I never I, I didn't until i got it really into the book cover game i didn't really didn't know how much of an edge that would give me but it has given me you know an, an edge and a lot of things i've gotten you know not all my typography jobs are the best jobs but i've gotten a lot of comments on you know my typography and how i handle it and that kind of stuff you know and um and so i mean you know and that all comes back from my graphic design classes and, and learning what fonts work what doesn't work what you can do what you can't what you should do and that kind of stuff you know yeah it's tremendous no yeah i bet it helps out a ton so when you're a sophomore in high school and you're reading uh you know those fantasy books and i'm sure you still probably read a little bit 
Um, you know, I, you probably like me, a family man with a job and stuff. So you probably don't get as much time as you want, but, um, was there ever stuff when you're reading that you're like, Oh, I got to sketch that out. Or you said comic books Were you more primarily, um, sketching out scenes from comic books to kind of practice. Yeah. And, and through, through, up and through college, I mean, it was, as I, as I got in my college age years, I kind of dropped off the comic book side and, um, uh, you know, done the, the, the um, life studies you know still life nude models all that kind of stuff you know that i got into my college years and then um you know i will read some things and get inspired most of the time what inspires me the most is looking at other people's artwork and it's not necessarily or or watching you know like i love i love video game trailers uh and one of my, one of my favorite video game trailers is titanfall 2 um i love that trailer it's super you know energetic and action-packed and like uh, you know i've taken i've took a lot of inspiration from that even though i've never like copied anything from that shot but just feeling that environment seeing that atmosphere you know just just you know gets me gets me going and gets all my my my, my neurons firing in terms of you know going after a, a, an image or, or whatever you know um i have read you know scenes from books and stuff that oh man that'd be cool but i, I don't think i've ever actually fleshed out a, a scene from a from a, a book cover in terms of from just reading or I mean for just for random sketches or whatever, you know, I've read scenes from books and had to do the cover from it, um, which I don't actually recommend that, but you know, I, I have done that before. See, and, and I was so ignorant before that, um, before I started this podcast and talking to people, I, I thought that's what they did. Like, Oh man, you know, give it to an artist of the read, you know, the book or a partial book or come to across a scene that we're like, Oh yeah, that's going to look good. I'm going to paint that or yeah. I'm going to draw that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and actually now I'm talking to you about it. I did read one cover, one book a long time ago, and, and the art, the author wanted me to read it and pull a cover from it. And I remember, you know, I finally hit on a scene about midway through the book. I thought, well, I can use this as my, my inspiration point. But but really going in there and saying, you know, this is chapter four. Here's this battle scene. I'd like for you to be able to, you know, pull, you know, to, to, to illustrate this. Usually that just doesn't work or just any any kind of scene. I do scene driven covers but scenes pulled from text don't don't tend to work out at all i mean it just usually because in your mind the author in their mind they've got this certain way it looks like this but then when you see it in reality or how it's interpreted by somebody else you go that's not exactly right or or they might go yeah that's exactly what i was looking for and they love it but a consumer sees it and goes i i don't know what that is you know i don't know what's going on i, I don't know because of the way they're posed that they hate each other, even though in the story, there's all this context and subcontext that, that, you know, makes sense when it happens in the story. When you see it in the cover, you go, it, the translation is lost. And so, um, uh, so yeah, I've, I've rarely seen them really work out to be, you know, stellar covers, um, you know, aside from, you know, me being able to bring a good skill set to the image and making it look good in terms of quality. And that's kind of what you're going for as well. Like when you are doing a, a, a book cover, it's not necessarily a scene or, or whatever. It's it's a feel. Like you have to look at a book cover and know whether it's epic fantasy or urban fantasy or yeah. science fiction or you know whatever you're doing. You need to know what you're getting into. Yeah. The the biggest uh, analogy I can give you that I've come up with so far is imagine you're on the cereal aisle at Walmart or wherever. You know, if I want the sugary goodness cereal, I'm going to buy the box with a cartoon character on it. Even though I know there's no cartoon character in that box, you know I know the leprechaun's not there, but by the colors of the box, by the image on the box, I know what I'm getting when I buy it. If I'm going to go for healthy, you know, food, I'm going to go over here to where there's no there's no cartoon character and it's very it's more minimalistic or plain or more 
you know, focus on the fruits and the berries or whatever, even though I know there's no blueberries actually inside that box. Uh, or if they are, they're dried and they're really small. They're, they're not as pretty as they are on the cover. You know, I know that going into it, but I'm, I'm after that type of cereal. You know, I'm after this type of cereal here. You know, so when you look at your covers, it's the same approach. You know, you're your product packaging. That's all you're doing. You're wanting to convey to the reader, this is what you're about to get into. You know, whether it's be a story about dragons, fantasy, or urban fantasy, or whatever. You know, and and, and as an as a as a cover artist, um, there's types of imagery and trigger imagery that you know I lean into when I create a cover that I know readers are going to go, oh man, I'm looking for that. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm after, you know? And so when you try to do something from a scene, from a cover or a scene from a book or whatever, you lose some of those elements and some of that impact that you can have. If you go, okay, I need these elements on here, but how they're arranged, how they're packaged is up to you uh, as a cover designer. No, that's, that's, that's a great analogy that you just did. Um, so, you know, your career's grown. Um, you know, I'm sure your, your twin daughters have grown. What, what do you do to kind of keep balance now? One of the things I did not anticipate being a, just a, a, a working for myself and working uh, as a freelancer is I never, it's, you, you can rarely ever turn off. I mean, you know, I may not be working, but in my head, um, you know, I'm always thinking, or, you know, I've had to turn off notifications on my phone because I don't want to see, I don't want to get notified when an email comes back with the proof because I've noticed, you know, early on, I noticed if I got an email and it was a bad proof and we're at supper then all of a sudden I'm in a bad mood or I'm, or I'm just in a, you know, a funk or whatever because I know they didn't like it and I got to do changes or I know I got to do a lot more work, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it can alter my state if I'm somewhere else doing something else, you know. And so, you know, understanding that I cut, that there's a cutoff of, you know, I'm not dealing with this right now. If it's good or bad, I'm still not dealing with this right now. It, goes, it starts in the morning or it starts the next time I'm at my computer. Um, one of the struggles has been my daughter's being here like in the summertime you know, uh, and they, they, they're eight now, so they get it. But earlier on when they were three and four and five and I had them here, they didn't understand daddy's working right now. You know, daddy's daddy actually has to work. It's not a matter of I'm working a hundred hours a week. I mean, this middle of the day, daddy has to work right now. You know, he won't be free until, you know, four or five or six o'clock in the afternoon in the evening, you know? And so, uh, you know, having that, that was a, that was a struggle. And, you know, and also me realizing, you know what? I love cover design. I hope I can do it till I retire, but my daughters are only my daughters one time or, or, or only are going to be eight one time. So sometimes they come in here and they're like, daddy, will you play with us? I'm done. I'm, I close it down and we're going to go play whatever they want to play, you know? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's an everyday, it's an everyday juggle uh, as far as it goes, but just, you know, trying to keep in mind, you know, that they're, they're my ultimate raising them right. And them, being capable women and strong women is my ultimate goal. And them seeing a father who's involved with them, you know, has really started to play a part in, in how I approach things, you know? So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm more apt to cut off a day or focus on them and, and, and change, change up my schedule a little bit and maybe ended up working from 10 to two at night when they go to bed, you know, if I have to. Um, but I mean, it's been getting the balance right. And I still would say I don't have it right. Um, has been, a, has been an ongoing thing, um, but I've gotten smarter and more mature as I've aged and I think anyways, and I think I'm doing a better job now. So, No, I agree. Family first is a, a priority for me as well. And I think if you do that, like things kind of just fall into place, but you mentioned something in the beginning of the interview, you just said that you were batching some stuff. I think that for uh, to find balance and for time management and stuff, batching is a very, very strong principle that people can get into. 
Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you do that. You know, you said you turn off your, your notifications. So like, I don't know if the beginning of the day from like eight to nine or whatever, like that's going to be my email time. Yeah. But if, if people can do that and not worry about their phone so much, yeah. I think people could be way more um, productive and, and achieve their goals a lot faster. 100%. Like I, I recently actually tried to even to do to do a better job at that. Like, you know, well, I, my email, so you mentioned emails, you know, I kind of had, I try to handle or have the mindset of the acronym Ohio only handle it once. So when I see it, I take, I, mean, I, try, I answer it, I get done and then we're done and I'm done with it. It's not looming in my head. I have to come back to it or anything like that. You know, I do, like you said, in the morning times, I try to get my email box down to zero and then I probably will not reply the rest of the day. Like, I mean, if it's a quick email, quick reply, I might pop in there and be like, blah, 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 here you go. But by and large, you know, that morning email email clump is when I get it done, and I, I probably won't go back to it at all, unless it's approved for me to send out, something like that. But uh, as far as just handling random emails, I don't, I don't touch them uh, except for once a day. Um, and then also, like, the, the time wasters, you know, I, I put a, um, ad blo- or a site blocker on my Google Chrome, Google Chrome extension or whatever to block Facebook and, and Reddit. Not that I spend a whole bunch of time on there, because you can get on my. I'm not. You can say I don't post or anything, but like, if a photo, if a Photoshop file is opening, it may take you know two to three minutes to open up, and so I'll get on Facebook and just scroll for a minute and look at stuff, and then all of a sudden I've wasted five, ten minutes maybe, and then I'm back to work. Whereas, you know, me having that site blocker allows me just to, you know, I might do something else. I might read an article real quick, or I might, you know, um, do something else that's more productive. Than just wasting time on 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 you know on on social media or whatever, and it allows me to not get as sidetracked and not as distracted, and I can get things done a lot a lot faster and a lot easier. And again, going back to you controlling the day and not letting it control you. No, that's a great uh, tip or trick too. The um, Ohio uh, acronym. Yeah, so I heard that you know, one time from a long from I've heard that like a couple of years back, and like it just stuck in my brain. And like I that's the you know that I don't always do it right. I, sometimes I will read the email. And then put you know mark unread, and I'll just come back to it later, you know. But I try to you know get my get it done and get it, get it out and get all my emails answered in the in the one clump, and then and it makes my day a whole lot better if I do it. So it does, and and we're not perfect, so it's not going to be one hundred percent perfect. Yeah. But you you shared some great tip or tricks so far. Do you have any others for people that you know either want to get in book design or want to be a professional artist? The biggest the biggest thing I've I've, I've learned. And not just with just artists, I would say this with with authors or artists or whatever you want to do. If it's con if it's content creation, um, in, in whatever regard, uh, consistency, like keep doing it, keep keep doing it, like just keep at it. You know, keep keep putting stuff out there because the more you put out there, the more chances you'll get found, the more chances people will find you, the more chances you'll you'll meet people, you'll network or whatever, you know, the, the more chances you'll get eyes on your work, whatever that work it is. Um, and like, cause a lot of people get in there and like, you know, they'll do, you know, two or three or whatever. Like, ah, you know, I just, you know, two or three pieces of artwork, nobody liked it. And then, you know, I just, I just gave up or they, or they get to the point where like they might do two or three pieces a year and it's super inconsistent on, on what they produce, you know? And so, uh, being consistently outputting stuff frequently is, is the biggest name of this game, uh, you know, because the algorithms pick that up. If you're posting out, you know, constantly, you've got more of a chance to be on the front page or be noticed or whatever, you know. And the more content you put out, the better you, sh- the sharper you make your skills, whatever they may be, whether it be an artist that you're trying, you're trying to grow as an artist or whether you're trying to write books or whatever, the more you put in, 
the better at it you're going to get. So, I mean, you can only help yourself, you know. And so for me, like I said, my first, the first year doing those book cover contests, I did, I, I probably designed maybe 20 covers and maybe one, three or four, maybe, you know, and the next year I done like 12 and then the next year, and then all of a sudden the next year I had like 80, like, I mean, you know, and I kept finding ways, kept trying to find ways to get my work out there. Like I got on Reddit and I got on like the self publishing Reddit subreddit. And I was like, you know, anybody wants a free cover, you know, I'll take the, the five comments that. I like your brief. I'll do a cover for you for free that you can use or you can throw away, you know, um, and, 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 and that got me, you know, contacts and that got me into some, into some networks. Um, you know, Facebook, I didn't use it as much as I do now or much. I didn't use it back then a lot, but like the whole pre-made market with with pre-made covers, I didn't never, I, did, I came on that on the back end versus starting my career there, but you can, you can do that where you make pre-made artwork whether it be you're going to license it for album covers or whether you're going to license it for just prints that you sell on art station or whatever, you know, you just start putting out that content and the more you put out, the more chances you've got of being found and discovered by people who are going to dig your work. So, I mean, really consistency is, 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 is a huge, huge, huge factor. And you kind of mentioned something that's kind of um, underlying tone is networking. Like you have to get yourself out there too. And for, you know, authors, uh, some artists, I don't, I'm not an artist, so I don't know. I, I know for authors, especially fantasy and science fiction, we're more um, introverted. Yeah. And so to go out there and um, try to meet people, try to network, that's uncomfortable. But you, yeah. I, I'm going to have to say like, you have to do that in order if you want to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and like I, I and artists are the same way, man. You know, most of us are introverted. You know, uh, most of the time I'm not going to speak, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to speak up, that kind of stuff. You know, uh, but you know, and, and and for me, I always hated the whole salesmanship type thing where I'm, you know, because I, I feel like sometimes people think that's an, it's an, a disingenuous conversation because then at the back end of it is, you know, I'm looking to get you as a client. Like I go to comic cons around here that are around my area in Greenville and Atlanta. And I always got the idea of I'm going to make a contact. I'm going to talk to somebody because there's going to be stuff published off of there and their cover is going to suck. And I try to like, you know, I'm going to try to talk to them and we end up with this, you know, the whole point is the reason I'm talking to you is because I think your cover sucks. Like I'm never going to say that, but like that's, that's, you know, if your cover looks good, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm not going to talk to you because you, you <laughs> clearly have somebody who does good work. So you don't need me. And I always tell myself I'm going to do that. And I rarely, rarely, rarely ever speak to anybody because I cannot, I'm not a salesman. I can't, it's hard for me to, to cross that, that bridge and, you know, and, and seem genuine when the back end of it is, I want your money, you know, and not, not to be, not to seem greedy, but like, I want you, I want to work for you as far as it goes, you know? And so, uh, but you have to get out there. You have to say something, you have to speak, you know, and that, and, you know, uh, going, getting over that fear is, is tremendous, you know, and I, I told you I work for LMBPN publishing and I got, I worked for them because I overcame that fear at a conference. I was at a, a fantasy conference in Boston and the head of the LMBPN uh, publishing company was there. He spoke and I went to his, um, his little speech or, or his little talk. And I wrote notes down and he was talking about how to be a faster author, how to get things done faster, how to produce more books. And I took some notes away that I thought I could use for my cover design, you know? And so afterwards, I saw him at the table and nobody was, nobody was around him at that point. And I was like, just going to go say, Hey, and you know, I'm just going to tell him I enjoyed his talk. And so, you know, I told him, I told him that and, and, and you know, I just started talking to him and he said, well, what kind of, what are you writing? And I said, well, I'm not a writer. I'm a cover artist. And he was like, 
do you have a, a, a business card? And I did, and I handed it to him. And you know, and then from there, you know, I, I landed one of my my biggest clients, you know, ever. And so, but it was all about me trying to, you know, come overcome that, you know, the fact that I, I'm not a salesman. I don't like to speak. I don't like to try and advertise for myself, you know. And and you just have to. The best thing I can say for that is just try and be genuine. You know, even if you don't come at it from a, even if you're gonna, you know, at the end of the day, gonna be like, here, I would like for you to read my book. You know, just come at it from a genuine standpoint of talking fantasy or whatever it is, whatever common ground. And then if you can loop in your, your stuff, you know, you know, do that, you know, but, but I totally understand the whole, uh, uh, not wanting the avoidance of not wanting to do that. Well, I think people are looking for people they want to work with. Yeah. And if people are friendly and kind and able to, you know, carry on a conversation about fantasy and science fiction or share a love, then, then connections can happen. And it's yeah. not an offense to somebody to be like, somebody um coming up to you and be like oh i also do cover designs you know then yeah. have you thought about this on your work you know it's it's a, it's totally different than if you're just like shovy and, and do it like you know build a relationship with trust first and then you know on the like, like you said it's kind of the back end but it doesn't necessarily have to be like a back end goal it just hey i just want to meet you and usually people ask you know what do you do oh i'm an author yeah. oh you know i'm a i'm a cover designer like what do you yeah. you know so i mean it can be people if you're friendly and you have common goals like it doesn't have to be uh so nerve-wracking to people yeah yeah it, it can be you know and I, and I think you know people get keyed onto the parts of where it might be uncomfortable so they just avoid the whole thing in general you know where if you like i said if you just come at it from the whole concept of you know i'm i like your work or I'm, i do this or whatever you know you can you know, find some common ground and then and then kind of go from there Exactly. You mentioned some conventions. Are you going to uh, go travel anywhere this year to, to so people can see you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, 20 books to 50K in Vegas. I don't know if you've ever heard of that con- the convent- that conference or not, um, but it's a big self-published, I mean, self, you know, self-publishing conference or whatever. It has like 2,000 people who attend. Um, they just started a thing called Industry Day last year where, you know, you got to set up a little booth and people came by and that was for somebody who doesn't talk to a lot of people, that was tremendous for me because, you know, it was like 900 people walked, you know, walked by my booth in the course of like three hours, you know, and so I didn't talk to all those 900 people, but I talked to people, you know, and I made contacts and I made, I met new people. And again, they get to see a sense of me, they get a, get a feel for me and that kind of stuff. And, you know, see if there's a, there's a connection there in terms of wanting to work with me, if they stop and talk to me. Uh, but anyways, like I said, the industry day and, and, and they're going to have it again this year and, and I definitely plan to be there. And they have tons of talks and that kind of stuff. And I was on a cover panel there uh, last year. Um, I don't know if I'm on the one this year or not, but um, but yeah, just you know, just getting to pal around with with other cover designers and and meet new authors and see and see clients that I already work for. You know, it's cool to see them in the in the hallway and they they recognize my logo and they're like, "Hey, Jake!" And I'm like, "Hey, I don't know you," but you know, and then they introduce <laughs> themselves because I don't ever see their faces because it's all email it's all email correspondence. So you know, they see my logo, they see that face that face of my company, but you know, so it's, it's cool to meet the people and, and, and talk to people that I've, that I've worked for and stuff, you know, so I'll be there in, in November. That's a great conference. I was there last year. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I was, I was there. I think booth? did you walk by? You I, yeah. I, I had a, I, I had a business card in my bag, so I, I probably stopped by and said hi, but I don't think I, you know, I talked to you that much. Right, um, right, right then my podcast was just getting started. So like, right. I was just like trying to meet people, but, yeah. um, yeah, it's, and this is good too. Um, one thing about doing a podcast and doing it over zoom like this is, um, I get to see people's faces. And so sometimes though, um, 
people like I'm not very good uh, at remembering faces and stuff, but th- this this helps out a lot. Right. So when I see people, it's like, hey, like I I know you, like we we've met, but we haven't met, you know? Right. Exactly. So it's it's fun. Um, exactly. So. Th- um, and go ahead and tell us your website and social media platforms and tell us how yeah. they can get a hold of you. Yeah, you can find me at um, jcalebdesign.com and you can search jcalebdesign on any social media platform. I don't post on all of them very regularly, but you can find me, which will find you back to my website or my email, you know, on, on any of the social media platforms that are, that are big. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, I guess I'm on there. Art Station, I'm on, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, just search jcalebdesign. You know, that's my handle on everything. And you'll, and you'll find me as far as it goes. So, Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate talking to you, and I learned a lot. Thank you for listening to the Troy Podcast. Please subscribe, like, and share with your friends.